Christ, can you hear me? Yes. What's her name again? I've been writing it down. Whitney Price. Whitney Price. Thank you. Good evening, good evening, praise the Lord, everybody, praise the Lord, everybody, it is indeed a blessing to be in God's house just one more time, amen, God is good and he is worthy to be praised, it is indeed a great day, amen, it is an awesome day in the name of the Lord, I am so thankful, so privileged, so honored to be able to be on this platform again, to be able to stand before you on this stage, to be able to just um, greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My name is Pastor Jonathan B. Fields Jr. I'm the pastor of the Tabernacle of Praise, and we are so elated at the fact that you took time out to spend this moment with us. Amen. We serve an awesome God, and he is still on the throne. He is still reigning supreme, and he is still Amen. In the healing business. It is indeed an awesome, awesome day in the name of the Lord. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're experiencing right now, but whatever it is, it is not, it, it, it cannot, should I say, top the love of God. Amen. So we serve a God that is faithful and mighty, and he is in the healing business. And so we thank God for loving us. Listen, um, go ahead and just share this with somebody. Let them know that we are here. You know how we do it every week. Amen. Go ahead and hit that like button, that subscribe button. Tell a friend. Let them know that we are here, that we are up and running, that we are in the house. Amen. We want the word of God to go to the by countries, to the far country, to the highways and the byways. Amen. So go ahead and uh, phone a friend, text a friend, write a friend, amen, and let them know that we are alive and well. Um, again, we want to thank God for all those that are celebrating um, birthdays. I'm in the month of April. We are in April already, amen. We are in April. We're here. We're still making it through. We're still pressing on, and um, we're so thankful that we're able to see April 3rd, 2021. Many said that we would not make it to this far. Some said we wouldn't make it into, into 2000. Um, there was a there was a, a uproar in 1999. Everybody was frantic and worried about crossing over in the year 2000, and here we are, 21 and moving years later. Amen. And God is still reigning supreme. So go ahead. Amen. Share this. Um, send it out to your friends. Let them know that we are here uh, on today. Again, um, on today, uh, we want to speak to our youth for a moment. Uh, we want to let you know that on today, uh, we're having our shift today at four o'clock. Listen, you want to be on site for this awesome, awesome program today. This is something that has been put together for our young people. So parents, listen, we're going to need you to get your young people engaged. We're going to need you to help them along the way. Um, I know it's a struggle for some of our adults as well. And some of our young people are helping our adults along the way. Come on, somebody. But listen, young people, we need you to be a part of this awesome awesome shifts program that starts today. You see it right here on your screen. And also on Friday, what did I say? That's right, on Friday, um, April the 9th, amen, we're having our exchange program. Now listen, this is another powerful, powerful um, program that has been put together intentionally 
for young people. Amen. So we want to encourage our young people to tap into these. This is a these are very difficult times that we're in, very challenging times that we're in. And we know it's rough. You're on you, you, you're on um, Zoom calls with your school, with your class. And I know you've been dealing with this thing all week long. But listen, I want to encourage my young people. I want you to get engaged. I want you to be a part of this shift and a part of exchange because we are here to help you stay connected to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Also, we want to encourage you um, as we move forward um, to go ahead and log those prayer requests in. Um, we're asking that you will, you know, take take advantage, should I say, of our email. Amen. We would like for you to start emailing those prayer requests in because, listen, things happen throughout the week. Stuff happens throughout the week, and we don't want you waiting um, until Sabbath to put those prayers in. So go ahead. Amen. Um, you will see at the end where you can um, email us at uh, top SDA, uh, top church SDA um, at att.net. Amen. You will see that website at the end of the service today. Um, but go ahead and start sending those prayer requests in as we will be logging those prayer requests um, and as we go throughout the week, we pray over those throughout the week on Wednesday night, we pray in our own special prayer time. We're lifting those prayers up. So listen, family, go ahead and take advantage of our email and log those prayer requests in. Again, we want to thank God for you being here with us and all that he is doing in your lives. We know that these are some very challenging times some very difficult times that we're in. Um, all this week, we've been dealing with the Floyd, um, the um, George Floyd case. Those that have been watching, these are very challenging times, um, very difficult times that we're in. But listen, no matter where we are in the spectrum of life, God is a very present help in the time of storm. And so we encourage you to just continue to press towards the mark of the higher calling and know that God have your best interests at heart. Listen, I'm going to turn it over to um, 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 Brother Carol, and he's going to share with us a little bit on how you can help support this awesome ministry, Elder Carol. Happy Sabbath, everyone, and happy Resurrection Weekend. Whenever I think of the Resurrection Weekend, I'm reminded that Jesus was one of the greatest stewards of all time. When we talk about stewardship in terms of time, talent, temple, and treasure being used for the glory of God, Jesus spent his time, 33 and a half years of his life, here on this earth to save us from our sins. He also used his talents, not only as a carpenter, doing a good job at whatever your chosen occupation is, is a good example of stewardship by itself, but also his talents in evangelism, as well as leadership. Of course, we know that he used his temple to glorify God and by shedding his blood for the remission of sin, as well as his broken body for our sake, he died that we might live eternally. And even his treasure, do you realize that Christ gave up all the treasures of heaven to come and give us his best? That's what we're called to do as stewards also, to give God our best in terms of our time, talent, temple, and treasure. We thank you so much for being faithful in tithe and offering. We, we ask that you will continue to share your tithe and offering and return to dollar sign TOP giving on the cash app, as well as adventist.org and look for Tabernacle of Praise Spanish Lake Missouri, or you can mail it in to us. Once again, have a blessed resurrection weekend 
and continue to be faithful servants of God and friends to man. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Elder Carroll, on sharing with us those ways of remaining faithful with our time, our temple, our talents, our treasures. Thank you so much, our temple. We thank you so much for sharing with us on how to remain faithful, even in our giving and the ways and you can give via our cash app. Listen, um, we're here. This, this, this ministry is a ministry for you. Amen. And so we just want you to remain faithful, want you to stay encouraged, want you to stay uplifted. Um, and so at this time, we just want to continue um, our prayer time together. Um, we want to thank God for all of you that have been submitting your prayer requests in. Amen. I know they're going in the chat right now. Um, and we're going to lift those up. Amen. Um, unfortunately, my wife is not here. Amen. To log those down. Um, and so we will ask that you will still um, put those prayer requests in. We can go back and um, take a look at it. But if you can start utilizing our um, website and putting those prayers in that way, um, I can check those throughout the week. And I can make sure that we get those prayers answered. We do have a prayer that has come in. Amen. Um, Sister Foreman, we want to lift her up in prayer. We thank God for you. Amen. Um, we know that God is a deliverer. Amen. So she's seeking deliverance right now. We ask that God will continue to keep her um, in, on the side of safety. Amen. Um, and so we want to lift her up in prayer. We also want to remember Sister Beverly Stewart Anderson. Amen. Um, our faithful songster who continues to bless us um, weekly with the gift of song um, battling health challenges we thank God for her um, and so we want to continue to keep her lifted up in prayer also we want to remember dad Harris in prayer um, we thank God for protecting him and um, keeping him uh, even in the midst of the COVID and even in the midst of all that he has gone through. Amen. This brother has gone through some challenges health-wise. And so we ask him uh, for prayer for him that we will continue, that God will continue to bring strength to his body. Amen. Also, we want to lift up in a very special way um, the court the, the court case that is going on in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Listen, these are some very scary times that we're in. Um, and while they may be scary, this is not a time for us to scatter. Come on, somebody, because we serve a God that is able to keep us um, in the midst of whatever storm, whatever trial, uh, whatever turbulence that life may throw our way. Um, and so we want to keep that uh, court proceeding lifted up in prayer, um, be with the city, not just Minneapolis, come on somebody, because we understand that what happens there, it can affect other cities and other states and other communities, amen, and so we want to ask that God will move mightily on that case and that the outcome will be favorable, amen, in the hands of God. We know that God have this in his hand um, because we know that this can spark a rage, it can spark violence, it can spark some fires all over the country. So um, we want to keep that in prayer. Uh, we're asking also that you would keep our top family in prayer, Tabernacle of Praise, um, as we are seeking amen um, to do our God's business, to be about our Father's business. And so we're praying for unity, we're praying for togetherness, and we thank God 
for family. Amen. We thank God for family. Also, our conference, as they go through their proceedings, amen, of nominating, um, we thank God that the nomination process has taken place and, and that um, that is behind us. But now we're moving towards constituency. So we want to pray that God's hand will be with that session in a very special way. Um, we thank God for all things, life, health, and strength. Thank him for my family. Thank him for my daughter, amen, who suffered an incident this week, amen. Um, and so we ask God to continue to be with her. Thank God for dangerous, for protecting us, should I say, from dangerous seen and unseen. Some things that happened, amen, that sometimes going on right before us that we are clueless of, but God sees it and God is holding back the winds, amen. And so um, we thank God for his protection. So at this time, if you don't mind, before we go to our special music um, by Sister Whitney, amen, uh, let us bow our heads as we look to the Lord in prayer. Let us pray. Loving Lord, our Savior and our King, ruler of everything. Uh, you are truly an amazing God. Without you, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are truly more than conquerors. We thank you for our last night lying down and our early morning rising. We thank you for keeping us in the midst of a pandemic. Father God, we're asking in the name of Jesus that you will go before us now. Um, cleansing us from all unrighteousness, helping us to reflect you and all that we say and all that we do for it is our desire to be a people prepared to receive you with open arms. Without you, Father, we're hopelessly lost, but with you, we are more than conquerors. And so we come today with bowed heads and humble hearts, asking that you will do what only you can do and create in us a clean heart and renew the right spirit within us, that wherever we go or God, whatever we do, your name will be glorified. I want to lift up before you in a very special way, oh God, uh, our church family. We're asking that you will go before our family right now. You know the needs of our families. You know the concerns that we're dealing with. You know our financial struggles. We ask that you will cover and keep our family safe and intact. We also want to ask that you will remember Sister Foreman in the name of Jesus, who is battling, oh God, with some health issues. We pray right now that you will help her stay committed to the task. We're asking that you will help her to stay true to the game, oh God. We're asking that you will help her to honor her commitment unto you in the name of Jesus. But Father, we recognize in the name of Jesus that we can't do it in our own strength. So we're asking that you will give Sister Fordham strength to make it to another day. Give her strength to make it from one moment to the next. Be with her mental state. Be with her thought processes. We're asking that you will surround her with people that will hold her arms up, that will lift her up in the name of Jesus. We're asking that you will cover and keep her because if you don't do it, Father God, it cannot and shall not get done. We also want to lay before you in a very special way, Sister Beverly, in the name of Jesus. 
asking that you will cover and keep her. We thank you for bringing her this far, oh God. We thank you that her testimony has been strengthened, oh God. We thank you that now when she speaks about your goodness, she's speaking from a place of experience because you have brought her through some things. And so when God, when the enemy try to throw stuff at her, she's now have thicker skin now. She now trusts you a little bit more. Now she can see you, Father God, where at one point you may have been at a distance, but now you have blessed her in the name of Jesus because of this health challenge. And she's been praying and the saints have been praying and the church have been praying. And now, oh God, you have brought her to this place, oh God. Now we're able to stand and be able to declare that he is a healer, that he is a deliverer, that he has heard our prayers. So continue to cover her. Be with dad Harris, God. We ask that you will continue to cover and keep him. We thank you, Father, for protecting him from his fall. We know it could have been a whole lot worse. We know that it could have been a whole lot damaging. We know this, God, but we also know that you protect and you help and you cover and you keep us, oh God, when we can't keep ourselves. So we thank you for giving him the gift of life in the name of Jesus. We thank you for surrounding him with individuals that care we thank you, oh God, for being an eye in the midst of the storm. We thank you, oh God, for Elder Harris, for Dad Harris. Continue to cover the Harris family. Be with Sister Teresa as well and Brother Paul. We ask that you will cover them in the name of Jesus. We're also asking the God that you will lift, that we lift up before you, my family. Oh God, we need you like never before. We need you to show up and show out in the name of Jesus. And so, God, have your way with my daughters. Have your way with my sons and my grandsons and my children and the children's children. And that just do what needs to be done, oh God, that will draw us closer to you. We also want to lift up before you in a very special way, oh God, our, our, our constituency session. We thank you that the nominating process is behind us. But, Lord, we're facing yet another uh, a challenge, another uh, a situation with, this, with the constituency. We pray that everything will go as smooth as heaven. We pray, oh God, that you will step in and that you will intervene. We pray, oh God, that your name will be proclaimed, that your hand will move mightily over that situation. We thank you so much for what you've done and we bless you for the leadership already. And we've given you praise already for the direction that we're going and not by power, nor by might, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. So we give you praise. We give you honor we give you glory God because you see what we don't see so have your way in the name of Jesus we're also asking oh God that you will go before the proceedings in Minneapolis Minnesota God we you see the George Floyd case you see what's going on you know the backstory you know the underbelly of the situation you see what we are not privy to see and you hear oh God what we're not privy to hear but father we're asking Asking that you will show yourself strong, Father, that you will show up in a mighty way, that you will let your presence be shake the room, Jesus, shake the situation right now, that the outcome will be favorable, that the outcome will be pleasing unto heaven, oh God. So we're asking that you would do what needs to be done as you prepare us, even in this experience, for your soon coming. Uh, we thank you, Father, for what you've done and what you're doing. Father, we pray right now throughout the country 
country because these proceedings right here, this proceeding right here will have a profound impact on, on cities and states and communities throughout the globe. So Father, have your way today. Do what needs to be done that we may be a people prepared to receive you when you come, oh God. We're asking, oh God, that you would be with all the prayer requests that are coming in on the chat right now. We're asking that you will be with family members that are dealing with coronavirus, family members that are battling with cancer and, and heart issues. We're praying, Father God, for stability in our limbs and in our mind. We're praying, oh God, that you would do what needs to be done in the lives of your people. Father, be with the spoken word as well. Be with the, the speaker of the hour. We ask that you were just saturating with your love and with your wisdom and with your, with your guidance. And that at the end of the day, Father God, the people see you and not man. And so, Father, we thank you. Be with the special song today by Sister Whitney Price. We ask that you will bless it. Cover it even now. This we do pray in Jesus' name. Amen. At this time, we'll now have our special music by Sister Whitney Price. She made her way to Jesus She stumbled through the tears that made her blind She felt such pain Some spoke in anger Heard folks whisper There's no place here for her kind Still on she came Through the shame that flushed her face Till at last She knelt before his feet And though she spoke no words Everything she said was heard As she poured her love for the master From her box of alabaster My praise on him like oil from Mary's alabaster box. Don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears and I dry them with my hair. You weren't there. When he wrapped his loving arms around me And you don't know the cause Of the oil in my alabaster box I can't forget 
the way life used to be. I was a prisoner to the sin that had me bound. And I spent my days, poured my life without measure into a little treasure box I thought I found. Until the day when Jesus came to me and he healed my soul with the wonder of his touch. So now I'm giving back to him all the praise he's worthy of. I've been forgiven and that's why I love him so much. I've come to pour my praise on him like oil from Mary's alabaster box. Don't be angry if I wash his feet with my tears. And I dry them with my hair, my hair. You were there the night Jesus found me. You did not feel what I felt when he wrapped his Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Sister Brittany Price, for that beautiful um, meditation, the alabaster box. You don't know my story. You don't know my struggle. You don't know my, you don't know my, you don't know. We thank you for that, Sister um, Sister Whitney, for that. We, we are so, so blessed um, by your ministry. Um, God is truly a faithful God, and uh, we thank him for um, allowing us to be on this platform again. I am just bubbling over with joy. I, I, I am just so excited about life right now because I'm learning every day that God is able to do all things now. I do have testimonies upon testimonies of how God um, delivered and how God brought um, me through different challenges. But every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before. And so I am so thankful that we're able to be on this platform to be able to share a word with you on today. Listen, you know, as always, I love to get into the word. 
And so what we want to do now is just take a moment um, just to get into the word today. Um, go ahead at this time and just share this, share this with somebody. Let your, let your family know. Let them know that we're here and we are live and we are in the house. Amen. Uh, turn with me, if you will, um, in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, um, to the book of Matthew, the first book of the gospel, um, the New Testament. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 27, Matthew chapter 27. And I just want to read um, just a few verses um, in your hearing as you see it on your screen right there on your screen. Um, and the Bible simply says, now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour, there was darkness over all the land. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, uh, Eli, Eli, lama sabbathani, that is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, verse 47 says, so of these who stood there, when they heard that said, this man is calling for Elijah. Uh, and, and, and immediately one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine and put it on the, a reed and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. And the earth quaked and the rocks were split. Let's keep going. And the graves were open and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves, after his resurrection, uh, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. And appeared to many. We're going to stop right there. We want to bow our heads as we consider the thought today, uh, a death like no other. A death like no other. Father, again, we thank you for what uh, has transpired thus far in this here, your day. Um, we thank you, Father, for the song of meditation, the alabaster box. We thank you for the giving portion. We thank you for the prayer portion, um, the ways of giving. Now, Father, we've come to the preaching portion um, where we are asking you, as always, to step in and uh, speak through and speak to. Uh, forgive us of our sins. We pray now into your hands. I commit my spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen again. A death like no other. All this week, as I mentioned earlier, I've been viewing the Floyd, the George Floyd case, um, the courtroom and the proceedings. Now, I must say that when I first started watching it, um, I couldn't take it. I started looking at the jury selection process and I watched a couple of the question listened to a couple of the question watched a couple of them and you know uh, I, but I couldn't I couldn't stomach it I couldn't take it uh, uh, and so I pulled away and 
And then I found myself back there again where I uh, was listening to the different jurors. They went juror one, jury two, and juror three. I think I got up, um, left, stepped away, and got, I think when I came back, they were on jury, um, juror number 14 or something to that effect. And I listened to some of the questions and that they were asking to see if this person would be a good candidate for this high profile case. So I pulled away and didn't come back um, again. I planned on pulling away from the jury selection and come back once they start the proceedings. But, 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 but when the proceedings started, I still wasn't there. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. And so these last couple of days, I've been battling back and forth with watching some and listening to it and going back and forth. But, but here lately, these last couple of days, um, I was able to actually sit through and watch because now I'm seeing the case uh, this here whole George Floyd um, case as the trial was once put on hold and set back and all these things. And it happened to fall on the week of Good Friday or the, uh, what they call the resurrection week. It, 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 it just amazes me as I, as I listen to and they keep showing over and over and over again uh, this officer that, 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 that so boldly, if you will, um, um, literally held his knee on, on George Floyd's neck until he was lifeless. A death, a, a death uh, uh, that, that just that, that sparked chaos throughout the country. All the way over in Brazil, they're rioting. All the way over in Spain, they're rioting as a result of this death of this young man. While I'm not here to uh, preach about George Floyd or his death, which is like no other death that I can think of, there is a young man, there is another man that I want us to draw our attention to that is found in our text that we were reading today. His death also, his death. Now this death is a death like no other. Uh, uh, that, that George Floyd's death is a, is, is a monumental moment, but this death that we're looking at today uh, is a death that has sparked controversy even to this day. Jesus, our our beloved, uh, the last final weeks of his life, um, we see him uh, on that Palm Sunday morning um, as he's preparing to enter into the city, gives specific instructions to um, his disciples on what to do in order to prepare his entrance. They told him, them, uh, he told them to go and, and commandeer um, a colt, a donkey, if you will, and, 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 and bring uh, this, this donkey uh, or this colt to me. And, and Jesus mounted the colt, got, got on the, and rode into the city. You know how the story goes. As Jesus rode into the city, the, the crowd began to gather. The crowd began to circulate. Word began to go about that Jesus is coming into town. Jesus, this rock star, Jesus, uh, this, here, this here popular man at this point is now riding into the city. And here it is right here. The people on that Sunday uh, uh, began to pronounce accolades on Jesus, began to call him uh, Hosanna, Hosanna to the highest. They began to sing his praises and laying palm branches on the ground, which is a sign of royalty. As he rolled into the city, 
which is another sign of him riding in or coming as this, as this uh, 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 peaceful prince, if you will. Uh, the people were looking for the Savior to come, but they were looking for him to come in a way that would bring judgment, that would bring an iron fist, if you will, to bring about ruling over the land because the people had gone through so much. The people have been oppressed by so much, and now they have someone in their corner, someone uh, of, their, of their nationality, someone of their hue is now entering into the city and sure, Surely, out of all the stuff that they've done to our people, surely we're going to get revenge now. But, you know, the story goes, Jesus comes in and uh, 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 he comes in peacefully, which, which just blows their mind. And then on Monday, this is on Sunday, but then on Monday, Jesus, Jesus goes through the city. And, and, and as he's walking through the city, he comes across a fig tree. And, and when he sees the fig tree, he noticed that the fig tree wasn't bearing fruit because Jesus wanted to, wanted to eat at that point, what the text tells us. And so as he noticed the fig tree wasn't bearing fruit, Jesus curses the fig tree, which is a very significant point. The disciples are amazed at the fact that he bearing, that this bearing, uh, uh, that this fruit, that, that this fig tree wasn't bearing fruit. And Jesus moves on after he cursed. It kind of messed the, the, the disciples up that Jesus would, 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 would spend time in cursing a fig tree. But you have to understand, you have to understand the backdrop of this here story of the fig tree. We'll come back to that. Jesus moves on. Jesus moves on. And as Jesus moves on, now he finds himself in the temple because the temple was supposed to be a place of prayer, a place of worship. But they have turned it into a den of thieves. And now Jesus have a problem with the fact that these individuals have now taken the house of God and changed it into a den of thieves. And so Jesus began to throw his whip around, began to throw his weight around and began to clean house. Another significant point there. Jesus is moving through uh, the city now. Jesus, uh, on, that, on that Thursday, as we, as, we, as, we, as we progress forward, Jesus on that Thursday is now with his disciples. Now he's in the upper room. Jesus has now uh, has prepared the Lord's Supper. Jesus is now getting ready for his exodus. And the disciples are not ready for their, they are not ready to hear uh, what Jesus is about to say. And so the Bible said that Jesus took bread and he took a cup and he began to pray over it. He began to bless it and he began to share with the disciples and all of those that were in the room. He said, this cup is the cup of the New Testament. My blood will which would be shared for you. And he said, this bread is my body, which is broken. And as they began to realize now, because during this time of Passover, which is something that they celebrate every year, because the Passover is taking them back to the Exodus, uh, when, when, when God told Moses to go to Pharaoh and tell Pharaoh to let my people go. And every year, every year after that, uh, 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 they began to celebrate because at at that time, God told Moses to put the blood over the doorpost, to put the blood, told him what lamb to kill, what animal to kill, and, and, and told him how to lay the blood over the doorpost and everyone that was inside the house with the blood covering the doorpost would be safe from the death angel. 
And so every year, this is what they did. Every year, they celebrated the Passover. But in the upper room at this point, Jesus' final moments now, we're getting down to the moments of Jesus' life here on earth. He's now making this transfer. Now the disciples are in the room, and, and what used to be a common, a very normal uh, proceeding of this Passover meal has now taken on a new look, a new meaning. Now a new definition has been applied to this Passover meal. And so we call it the Lord's Supper. And Jesus break bread and he said, this is my body. And at that time, Jesus said something interesting as he sat around the table, as they sat around the table, as they were just mesmerized by the conversation, as they were uh, overtaken by what Jesus was saying, trying to process it all, trying to make sense of it all, trying to make heads or tails out of what Jesus is talking about. And then Jesus take them on another trip. Jesus, Jesus does something different now. Jesus now, he began to say stuff like, um, uh, uh, Tonight, one of you will betray me. Now, I can imagine you've walked with Jesus for three and a half years and you slept with him. You, 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 you hung out with him. Uh, uh, y'all ate together. Y'all probably cracked the little jokes together. Uh, uh, y'all did ministry together. Y'all spent time together. Surely, surely uh, uh, it's not me. But it, it's not me, Jesus. What, what you Somebody's going to betray you. Somebody's going to turn you over. It's just not making sense. It's not making sense. And so the disciples began to uh, 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 began to self self evaluate themselves, and they began to ask the question, "Lord, is it I?" Now, you know, I was always I was always kind of kind of kind of somewhat taken by that. You know, if you know that you're not, then why are you asking? Are you? You know, if I know that I didn't do something, then why am I why am I questioning my character, whether or not if I did it or not? If I know that I didn't say it, that I don't need to have any doubts in my spirit or in my mind. But the disciples here, uh, when Jesus said one of you will, because you have to understand at this point, the disciples have now gotten to a place where they starting to understand that Jesus knows some stuff that, that Jesus, uh, uh, you know, if anybody could walk on water and then tell me that. That, that, that one of y'all going to be trained. I might need to bag up and check myself, but check it out. Uh, uh, Jesus goes on and says that one of you, the one who dipped his hand in the cup. And at that time, you would have thought, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, may, you know, I don't want to, I, I, I don't want to, you know, sound, sound, you know, um, you know, uh, 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 devilish or anything. But, 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 but if, 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 if by chance, come on, help me, Holy Ghost. Uh, if by chance, uh, it would have been me. Uh, and after Jesus said, the one who dipped his hand, uh, I think I would have hid my hand. Come on, somebody, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. But 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 that wasn't that wasn't the case. You see, you see, you have to understand, my brothers and sisters, that sin will make you stupid. Come on now, I'm trying. I'm trying to help somebody. You see, you see, sin will have you believe in a lie. Mm -mm, okay okay <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes sometimes the sin the truth can be staring at you dead in your face but sin will have you believe it's a lie 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get through this thing because you have to understand that Jesus see all Jesus know all Jesus understands all. And so the one that dipped his hand in the cup is the one that will betray me. Let me fast forward here because we have just a couple more. Uh, I have a few things I just really want to get this. This is this is this is nothing but 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 an appetizer right here. We're going we're going to get to the main course in a minute. Amen. And then I'm going to end with a little dessert. Is that all right? Amen. Amen. And so and, and so and so Jesus. Jesus, uh, as he as he goes into his final weeks, amen, he's laying some things down. He's sharing some things with the disciples. And now Jesus, uh, Judas slips out, amen, as Jesus sneaks off, goes off to a quiet place to pray because he's overwhelmed at this point. There is a lot that is taking place right now. And so he enters into Gethsemane. At that point, Jesus is at the point of breaking. Jesus' spirit, his so he said is at the point of death when now the cross is in such a is, is, is such close proximity but yet it was so far away but yet it was staring at him right in his face and Jesus said I need to get away so he just called on uh, just a just a few good men to try to hang out with him to see if they would be able to give him a little support because what was about to happen was so overwhelming. It was just so such a, a heavy load. You have to understand he was God, but yet he was man. You have to understand that what Jesus was experiencing was real weight. You have to realize, come on, somebody. I wish, I wish, I, I, I wish that, that that I could see your faces right now because I really, I really, I really want to want to get this thing out to you. Jesus was experiencing real pressure. He was experiencing. A real pain and and real letdown. Jesus was already experiencing and having thoughts of the idea that his father would eventually turn his back on him. And, and I don't know about you, if you if you ever loved somebody, if you ever cared for somebody, and you knew that that somebody was gonna leave you high and dry, I'm sure I'm sure you would you would you would feel uh, the weight of that thing and Jesus as he enters into the garden he felt the weight and the pressure of what his role and responsibility he felt the pressure of his purpose all over his life he felt the pressure that was coming down on him and Jesus went a little further the text tells us the Bible tells us to, and fell and began to pray Jesus prayed he prayed a couple times, about three times, and he went back to the disciples and found them sleep. Amen. And at that last time, let me let me just move on through this. Jesus goes back to his disciples and he finds them sleep. And he said, could you not pray with me for one hour? Could you not hang in there? And it was at that point that Judas and the Pharisees, the chief priests, the teachers, the leaders show up at dark 30. Amen. You know, you know, seeing that, you know, you know, seeing, seeing, seeing is seeing is a trip. Let me put it like that. You see, you have to understand whenever somebody come to you sneaky and, and underhanded, you know, I always, you know, one thing I, one of my pet peeves is that I don't like fooling with shysty folk. Amen. Come on now. If I don't, I don't, 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 don't listen. I need you to come with the truth because see, I, I, I have a very low tolerance 
of, 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 of shisty folk. Amen. You saying one thing to me, but you really have another agenda. I, I you know, I, that, uh-uh, yeah, Lord, bring me back, Jesus, bring me back. Um, uh, and, 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 and so, and so Judas, Judas and the Pharisees and the teachers and the leaders, they show up at night. Come on, somebody. And they arrest Jesus. They accuse him. Now, Jesus could have very well walked away. Jesus could have very well turned away. Uh, even Peter pulled out his pulled out his sword, cut the ear of one of the soldiers off. Amen. One of, one of the ears, he, he uh, cut it off. And, 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 and Jesus, even in those crucial moments, took time out to perform another surgery. Put the ear right back on. You would have thought at that point that would have been an indicator, amen, of those individuals that could it very well be that this man that we come to crucify, this man who we come to kill, have something that we all could benefit from? Could it be that this man has something that we can all utilize, the something that we all need? Surely. Surely somebody got a mama uh, uh, that may be battling with some type of health issue. Surely somebody got a, a, a son or a daughter that can use such gifts, such power, such authority. Surely there is somebody in your life you know, oh, help me, Lord, somebody that you know that can use healing. Yet you choose to, because of sin, I told you sin, will make you stupid. That's right. Sin will make you dumb as a box of rocks. So let, let, me, let me just move on here. Uh, and, and so now Jesus is being hung. He's, he's been captive. He went to Pilate. They yelled, crucify him. They chose Barabbas over Jesus in this here trial of the century, if you will. Uh, this trial, they rather, they rather take a murderer. They rather, they, rather, they rather partner with someone that take life then give life. They rather they rather partner with someone that 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 takes the blessing versus give the blessing. They rather partner with the liars and the and the cheaters. They rather partner with the ones that mean them no good. The ones that you gotta look over your shoulders every time you walk in your own house. Come on, somebody. Uh, they chose Barabbas over Jesus, and now Jesus is hanging on the cross. Uh, uh, Jesus, I set that thing up. Jesus is hanging on the cross. Jesus has been nailed to the cross. Jesus' life, uh, as he predicted, um, is now coming to an end. And, and all of those individuals that walked with him, all those individuals that talked with him, uh, those individuals that spent those moments with him are now watching this thing unfold. And I don't know about you, but have you ever been in a situation where you were helpless, where, where you wanted to help, but you couldn't help? You wanted to say something, but you didn't have the words to say? Have you ever been in a place where you wanted to be able to render aid, but you were in a position position where, where you just didn't have it in you. This is what these individuals were experiencing even at the cross because Jesus even told Peter, he said, before the cock crow three times, he said, before the cock crow that you will deny me three times. And oh, Peter, oh, we thank God for him. Even, even then he wasn't ready because surely I'm not going to deny you, God. Surely I'm not going to turn my back on you. Everybody else will run out on you. But see, you never know what you would do until you're in a situation. We have to be careful what we say. If there's anything we can learn 
from the life of Peter, and that is don't underestimate the power of God. If God said it, it's guaranteed. We talked about that on last week. And so now there's some things that happen as I as I now get to the meat of this here matter. Uh, 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 there are some things that took place, some things that happened while Jesus hung on the cross. One of the one of the things that there were at least six tearings and I'm going to get out of your way. I'm going to cover these six tearings and I'm going to get out of your way. We have to understand that as Jesus laid on the cross, as Jesus lay, uh, uh, was hung on the cross, uh, 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 God's first tearing took place. He tore apart the fabric of space and of time is found right there in the text right there in verse 45 let's just look at it real quick right there in verse 45 the bible says that now from the sixth hour until the ninth hour there was darkness all over the land right here is the very first tearing that we see uh, uh, god is tearing a, a uh, the fabric of space and of time because you have to understand that it's darkness that came over the land uh the darkness that was over the land uh this was noon this was this was high noon you have to realize that they came to get jesus it, it, it was still it was very early in the morning by nine o'clock that morning uh jesus hung on the cross and from nine o'clock until 12 noon uh, the bible says uh, uh, at 12 noon darkness came over the earth at 12 noon and you have to realize you have to realize that jesus that god was tearing the very fabric of space and of time because he at noon time come on somebody it's sunny out at noon time the sun is at its highest and just in case we have those skeptics out there that may want to blame it on an eclipse you have to understand that when they celebrate the passover every year it was always when the sun was at one end and the moon was at the other it, 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 it was it, it was never when the sun and the moon was able to come together so 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 surely this was not an eclipse it was 12 noon and the sun was at its highest but god had to remind them uh, uh, that he as he tore the very fabric of time the bible says from noon for from noon until 3 p.m in other words from the sixth hour until the ninth hour uh, darkness came over all the lands we have to realize that this was a supernatural darkness this wasn't some ordinary darkness this wasn't some ordinary uh, 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 darkness that fell over the land uh, but right here we see some supernatural things going on from noon until three in the afternoon in the middle of the day when the sun is supposed to be shining at its highest and yet it was dark by the command of God upsetting the laws of nature tearing apart the very fabric of time and space this was not a normal thing and so and so and so the disciples the disciples are watching uh, the people are watching and now they began to see that god is moving that, that this right here is not a ordinary event and so number two number two we see another tearing apart from god a god of the second tearing he tore himself apart yeah that's right that's right listen to this described in verse 46 it says right here in void verse 46 and a 
about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out in a loud voice, Ilya, Ilya, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? You have to understand that every Jew standing by the cross recognized these words that Jesus was speaking. They came from Psalms 22. They read it. Uh, they realized it. They sang it. Uh, they did all of these things. They understood what Jesus was saying. They memorized what did these words meant. So they understood exactly what Jesus was saying. Jesus was saying that the Father forsook the Son. Jesus was saying the Son was being separated from the Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? You have to understand that it was at this point that God had to make a decision to look at his son or to turn from his son. You have to realize what was taking place at that moment. You have to realize that God cannot look at sin. Sin cannot stand in the presence of God. And if God had not have turned his back on Jesus, oh, help me, Lord. If God had not turned his back on Jesus, then all the sins that was being placed on Jesus would have been consumed and Jesus would have been consumed with it. So it was a good thing that God turned his back on Jesus. You know, I mentioned, I failed to mention earlier, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, that as we celebrate, as we look at this thing called Good Friday, uh, uh, you know, I've often wondered what was so good about a murder? What was so good about lying? and about cheating. What was so good about this day of darkness? What was so good about it? About a, about a father, a loving father, abandoning his son, his only son. But not only that, let me move on here. Let me move on here. My time is skipping by me so quick. Uh, 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 not only that, but the third tearing, the third tearing, I have it right here. The third tearing is, is, is the fact that uh, 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 God, God, Jesus tore life itself apart. In other words, when we look at verse 50, uh, can we just go there real quick? Uh, when, and when Jesus had cried out again in a loud voice, the Bible says he gave up his spirit. When the Bible, Jesus gave up his spirit. So the first time Jesus cried out, he cried out, Ilya, Ilya, lama sabachthani, uh, which says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? So Jesus cries out the first time. Uh, but then the Bible says here in verse 50 that Jesus cries out a second time. But this time Jesus cry out. Uh, we have to understand that he gave up his spirit now i want to just help you here because i want you to realize that jesus crying out the second time uh, was a, what, what was what was a, what was simply stating that he still has strength he had enough strength to cry out surely he had enough strength to save himself because the people were at the foot of the cross and as he was saying these things they thought he was crying out for elijah they what they thought that he was crying out for one of the prophets and so one of the young men 
then went and got a stick with, with a, 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 a sponge on a stick to give to him. Uh, but Jesus denied it. That, that you would have thought that this was a helping hand. You would have thought that he was trying to help Jesus, but really uh, he, was, he was mocking Jesus. Come on, somebody. And so Jesus, in his final breath, he shows that I still have strength. I still have power. He mustered up enough strength. And the Bible said he cries out. And Luke tells us exactly what he said. He said, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. So in other words, Jesus literally gave up his spirit. He gave it up. He cried out, my God. And then he cries out, Father, into your hands. I commit my spirit. Luke gospel tells us that he yelled out, that he cried out. So not only did Jesus tear the apart, the fabric of, of life, amen, but he goes on and he tears apart the temple. Now keep in mind, this is very significant because we always talk about the tearing of the temple. Uh, uh, God's fourth tearing, uh, God tore apart the temple by tearing apart the curtain of the temple. Uh, uh, listen, listen to verse 51. It says that, and it, at that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. This right here is not an ordinary curtain. Uh, this is a this is a this is a double curtain that that separates the holy place from the most holy place. It barred all but the holy priest from the presence of God. And even he was only allowed to enter into the presence of God once a year. Uh, this curtain right here uh, uh, stood for something. This curtain right here uh, uh, said uh, uh, stood for no public admission. In other words, uh, everybody didn't have access uh, uh, to, to go beyond this point right here. Uh, uh, this curtain was not some small, uh, uh, lacy, uh, 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 flattery thing. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It was big and heavy, measuring some 30 feet wide and some 60 feet high. Uh, uh, it, it was thick and, and it replaced it was replaced every year and that horses tied to each side could not pull this curtain apart. This was a massive curtain. So man could not have gone in there and ripped this curtain apart. No, 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 no. Man could not have done it. The Bible says that this curtain was torn from top to bottom signifies that the finger of God ripped this curtain. Now we have access where at one point it was no, uh, 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 we didn't have access. Now we have full access. Now there is nothing that is standing in the way of us coming directly to God. There were some things that was taking place on the cross, even as Jesus had yielded up his final breath as he yielded up his spirit. And it was at that point, all of these tearings start taking place. And now because Jesus died, we now live because now Jesus uh, have life and gave, gave us, gave us a life and he didn't just give it to us, but he gave it to us more abundantly. Not only that, let me move on here. The fifth tearing uh, uh, was the tearing of the earth. I love it. I love it. God's fifth tearing was the tearing of the earth. I don't, 
don't want us to see, uh, you know, I don't want to spend too much time there, uh, but we have to understand that the tearing of the earth, what does verse 51 say about the tearing of the earth? The earth shook and the rock split. We are talking about an earthquake, not a gentle little rumble of an old TV advertisement, uh, but, but we're talking about an earthquake, something that shook, something that rattled, something that moved. Uh, we're talking about uh, we're, we're talking about something big and violent. The earth itself was shaking, and the Bible says, and the Bible says that the rocks were torn apart when Jesus gave up his spirit. The Bible said that there was such a shake in the in the earth that the rocks crumbled. Oh yes, Psalms. Psalms, the Psalms and the prophets uh, and, and the writers and the epistles uh, uh, in Revelation all tell us that someday God is going to shake the heavens. God was speaking to the people. God was letting them know uh, that, 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 that this uh, death right here is not an ordinary death. Uh, uh, this is a death uh, like no other. So I don't want you to categorize it with just any ordinary death, but there is something special about when Jesus died because we go on here to the last tearing uh, a part of the graves the Bible says that this bright that this bring us to God's uh, this is six tearing uh, the tearing a part of the grave listen listen how, how the Bible our Bible uh, ends with this right here and verse 20 uh, uh, Matthew 27 uh, 20 50, 52 and 53 it says that the tombs broke open and the bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life they came out of the tombs and after Jesus' resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many people. We have to understand that this right here was very powerful, very significant. Uh, 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 that at Jesus' death, uh, uh, the, the earth shook, the rocks broke, graves were opened, people came out. This was not an ordinary death. Uh, this was not an ordinary man. This was not an ordinary moment. Uh, this was not, you see, the ordinary just won't do. Uh, this, is, this, was, this was a very holy and a very spiritual and a very special moment that was set up before the beginning of time. Uh, oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. God had already designed. God has already set in place. God had already designed how uh, uh, this, this thing called sin would be dealt with. And this is God's method. This is God's way. It, it may not make sense. It may, we may not be able to understand it. But, but, but oh, if I can go just a little bit further and end with this dessert right here. Amen. I gave you the appetizer. I gave you the main course. Now, if you don't mind, I just want to end uh, with this here dessert. Oh, yes. Verse, verse, chapter, chapter 28 says, and now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and that rolled back the stone from the door uh, 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 and sat on it. Right here we see uh, that now uh, uh, after after the, the um, after Jesus's death, uh, now after the Sabbath, the Bible says at the first day of the week, uh, that's right 
like the first day of the week uh, uh, when began to dawn that Mary ran to the tomb. And the Bible says that when she got there, she realized that the tomb was empty. Oh, I thank God that although he gave up his spirit uh, on that Friday, but but oh, early Sunday morning. Oh, can I hear you say early in your house? Can I see hear you say early in your living room? Can I hear you say early if you're in the kitchen or wherever you're at? I just want to hear you say early, early Sunday morning. The Bible says uh, that when Mary got to the tomb, uh, uh, Jesus was not there. Another earthquake took place. Uh, the stone was rolled away, um, and when she got there, uh, there was an angel sitting on a rock. Uh, uh, Mary looking for Jesus, but Jesus is not there. The Bible says uh, that the tomb was empty, that when she got there, that he had been risen from the dead. Oh, I thank God that just like he yielded up his spirit, he was able to retrieve it again because my Bible tells me that so as he lived, I shall live. And although he died, I may die. But my death is not an ordinary death. It's going to be a death like no other because Jesus would change me in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye because I'm excited at the fact that what Jesus did on the cross, what Jesus did on Calvary, it set the stage for how I should conduct myself. I realize now, my brothers and sisters, oh, help me, Holy Ghost. I realize now that he that shall come will come comma and he will not tarry just like Jesus tore away the fabric of time and tore away the fabric of the temple and tore away the fabric of himself oh one day he's gonna tear the fabric of my sinful nature oh I'm gonna see him as he is I'm gonna be able to walk with him I'm gonna be able to talk with him I'm gonna be able to hold his hand no more coronavirus no more child support come on somebody no more bills no more heartaches, no more pain, no more issues, no more gunshots at four in the morning. Oh, because as I see him, I will be like him. No more haters. Oh, because when I see him, I will be like him. No more court cases, no more social injustice, no more problems. No more problems. Because his death, his death was, is like no other death. You know, as I look back on George Floyd and there's all the stuff that is going on and, and I pray for the family. And although his death has swept across this land in such a way that has set people on edge, Jesus Christ said, I'm coming back. And when I come back, I'm coming back with my reward in my hand. And I'm going to come back and I'm going to do a separation. I'm going to separate the wheat from the tares. Those that have done good, I'm going to put you on my right. And those that have done evil, I'm going to put you on my left. Oh, yes, he's coming back again, my family. Because his death, as we celebrate this weekend on this, what we call Good Friday, and I get it. Because his death has now paved the way for me to have life. That's what make it good. That's what make it so awesome. That's what make it so special because had he not died, then I would have to own up to all of my mess. I would have to own up to all of my shortcoming. I would have to own up to all of my trifling ways. 
but Jesus paid it all. He took all of that stuff on himself to the point that where God, his own father, turned his back on him. Turned his back on his son. Mm, I can't imagine. But that's how much God loves us. And God loves you. And if you're out there listening to me and you're ready to receive this God and ready to accept him, listen, you can email us. You can email us at uh, top SDA, top SDA church at att.net. You can reach out to us and let us know that you're needing help. If you need prayer requests, if you want to place your prayer, which we encourage you to put those prayers in. If you're looking for Bible studies, we have a we have a Bible study class going on every Wednesday at, at five o'clock, five thirty. If you if you want baptism, we encourage you to reach out to us. We're here, even in the midst of a pandemic. If if you just wanna wanna just reach me and just wanna just 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 ask me how I'm doing. Hey, Pastor, I've been watching your service. I've been checking you out. I've been, I've been following along, and I'm really blessed by your ministry. Go ahead. Go ahead and send me, send me an email. Let me know. Talk to me. Let me know that you're there. And I'll respond back to you. But, you know, ultimately, our desire is to, to be able to be with Jesus when he comes. That's our desire. That's our aim. That's our goal. So if you were blessed by this, I ask that you would just send me a message. Let me know. But until we meet again, I ask that you would be blessed. Let us pray. Father God, again, we thank you so much for what you've done, what you're doing, and what you're about to do. We thank you, Father, for the message today. We thank you for covering us and keeping us and just holding us ever before you. Uh, Father, you are truly an amazing God. We thank you for what you've done on the cross by laying your life down that we may have life. You laid it down and not only did you lay it down, but you picked it back up again. And now that we can come to you early Sunday morning, we thank you. Blessing you, Father God, every step of the way. Forgive us again of our sins, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. And until we meet again, keep the faith in Jesus' name. Amen.